0: In this episode of Upward Calling we talk about culture and Christianity. Welcome to Upward Calling. We help Christians develop a relationship with God by talking with University Church of Christ Evangelist Josh Creel and Dr. Kenny Embry. Listen as we take a deeper dive on a lesson from a recent Sunday service and help you apply it Monday through Saturday.
1: How you doing, Josh? Kenny, I'm doing well, but I'm wearing a sweater, and that's all you need to know.
0: <laughs> Again, with the weather theme, I understand it is a little bit uh, a little bit colder still, although it's getting up back into the into the seventies during the day, so that's not bad. This last time, you started off by talking about Christianity basically as a consumer product. When we think about the culture in which we live, I mean, we live in a capitalist society and we often buy things and sell things based on benefits what what we get out of it what's the difference between selling a church and selling jesus should we, should we even be selling jesus well
1: in effect that that's what we're we're always doing we're always we're trying to appeal to people that this is Jesus is what you need, and, and God's making that appeal to us. Mm-hmm. You know, He's making that appeal throughout throughout the Scriptures. Uh, the difference, of course, is well, I guess I could say there's there's a fine line. There is an essence in which when we are talking to people about the church, we could be at the same time, selling Jesus. So if we're, if we're saying to people that, you know, university has benefited me because I see discipleship, I, I see how people's lives are being transformed by Jesus, it's helping me transform my life by Jesus, uh-huh. then that is, in a way, showing people, okay, here is what Jesus does for people. Mm-hmm. The issue becomes whenever we really focus on, uh, I guess, the, the consumeristic aspect, the the things that we just like. Okay, I, I uh-huh. like the people that I worship with. Uh, I like my Bible class teacher. Uh, I like that there's all kinds of kids, and all those things again are are good things if they're the product of discipleship. But you know, again what we primarily focus on is the worship experience Uh and that's going to, that's going to vacillate, you know, and that's not even going to be the same for everybody. You know, we, you can come out of any service and someone will say, I love that song. And someone will say, I didn't like that song. Um, (laughs) But if that's what we're appealing to, then that's not appealing to, to Jesus. We're not, we're not actually saying in that point that here is the savior who not only will forgive you of your sins, but will make you something you cannot be on your own and will complete you as God wants you to be completed. Right. That's what we as a, as a body of people are, are trying to be ourselves and what we're trying to offer for, to other people.
0: Yeah, and this is one of the things that I kind of struggle with a little bit. I mean, if we just teach Jesus, and I I understand that what everybody does need is a spiritual Savior, but I think a lot of people come to an assembly without spiritual needs. They have physical needs. Uh, They they may be interested in a spiritual message, but my kids need good kids to play with, and so— I, are there good kids at your church? Because I know church is where the good kids tend to go. I mean, uh, most people who have their sol- their problems solved with Jesus, like parenting decisions, uh, will never consider Jesus. So, should, shouldn't we just focus on where their problems are instead? Well,
1: I guess that um, depends on, do you think that all the issues that we're dealing with in 21st century life are just physical in nature, or do they all have a spiritual root to them? Parenting, marriage issues, uh, you know, social issues, while there are physical manifestations, they all come back to a, a spiritual root. And, you know, even Paul, so let's go back to, you know, Paul makes this point in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that when I came I knew only Jesus and him crucified among you. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Again, Paul's there 18 months. Right. Paul isn't simply telling them here is what Jesus did whenever he was on this earth. Let me tell you the story of when he turned the water into wine. Let me tell you the story when he fed 5,000, you know, let me tell you about his crucifixion. Let me tell you about his resurrection. He would have done all of those things. I have no doubt. Right. But, Corinth has its own societal problems, its own societal ills. Right, family would have been something that Paul would have talked about. Uh, certainly, we know from the the epistle to in First Corinthians, he talks about the the moral failings of their culture. He talks about the uh, the, the strife that would exist between members in the church. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is the answer to all of that. You know, if we're looking at, okay, how can I make my, my marriage better? Well, ultimately that's going to come down to, am I willing to serve my spouse or not? Am I willing to humble myself and, and not think that what I want in this moment is the most important? Well, Jesus is the example of humility and service. So again, for all these things, yeah, we, we should, uh, you know tell people that hey at university we we've got some help for you uh if you have if you have some marriage issues we've got some help for you if you're if you're struggling with parenting your child whether that's in a a two-parent home or a single-parent home uh whatever you're struggling with we we have some help there but we have to direct them to Jesus because that's where the help lies if we're just going based on well Here's the things I did. Here's the things that, you know, this person over here did that may or may not work. But if it's the, the the truth of the gospel that we're trying to play out in our lives and that people can do the same in theirs, then those are the solutions that God said, okay, these, if put into practice in your particular situation, are going to result in the kinds of relationships that you're looking
0: for. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things, and you kind of addressed this in, in the sermon a little bit, it's, it's really kind of the difference, between, and we've talked about this before, uh, the difference between a social club or a civic organization and, and com- becoming a disciple of something. So what does it mean that we become disciples of Jesus? And, and Because I, I think the benefits that you get from a social club are some of the same benefits that you'll get in a church. But if we turn the, try to turn the church into a a group, a, just a club for for uh, people to get together and 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 uh, and basically be social with one another, we've lost what it means to be a disciple. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between those two things?
1: So in, in the one instance, if you're talking about the the church as a club, club is something that I have a membership in, mm-hmm. and I might attend the meetings you know that's that's the thing i do at, at that time you know it's, it's an interest that i share and so if i have a if i have a club so for instance you know my youngest son loves pokemon well mm-hmm. uh there's a thursday night pokemon gathering at a store near us there's a friday night gathering at a different store and so every week we hear um well he's getting a little bit craftier so he'll just raise the point what do we have going on thursday night Well, I know what the next next question is. If I say, well, we don't have any plans. Oh, can we go to Pokemon night? Okay. So that is something you go and do. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a tragic thing that for many people, that's what church is. Church is something you go to. Church is, you know, you go to worship, you go for a Bible study. But discipleship is an all life encompassing endeavor. We are striving in every day and every relationship in life to be more like Jesus. Church, or I should say, that's what the church is. It is a composition of disciples. Bible study and worship are when disciples come together to show the adoration to the one whom we're trying to follow Mm -hmm. and to learn from him. And by the way, A great opportunity to learn ways in which we can be disciples. How can I serve my church? How can I serve my community? How can I help people know more about Jesus? So in that instance, then these gatherings that we have, they're not simply events on the calendar. They're a part of our discipleship and they help us grow in our discipleship.
0: Right. Yeah. And when you're a disciple, again, he, and I think you're exactly right when it comes to, and I'm making it a differentiation between being a disciple and being a church goer. That that when you are a church goer, uh, there are a lot of of the social aspects that that you're, you're just taking advantage of of being in a, in, a, in a a group of good moral people, and and, and there are some significant advantages to that. Uh, that that there are things you do not have to worry about or you hopefully don't have to worry about when you are basically going on a regular basis uh to 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 meet with with the saints uh but but the idea of disciple is 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 really much more along the lines of fashion as you say fashioning your life after who Christ is and you're imperfect in it but as far as you are imperfect you are changing yourselves um if you develop a deeper love of Pokemon, who cares? I mean, you might be a casual Pokemon observer, and you might be a devout Pokemon observer, but it doesn't make that much difference. And when you when you get grow tired of Pokemon, you just leave the club. You're not a disciple of Pokemon. Do you see? The, do you see the the difference that, that? And I think it's a difference that that you're trying to draw as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're saying we're saying the same thing here, yeah, I think so this and is non anti pokemon podcast by the way my, my, <laughs> if my youngest son ever did hear this, he would want to make sure that was uh that was abundantly clear
0: well, I understand that, but it is a pro christian discipleship podcast absolutely <laughs> and i i I think that's the there's there's a there's a huge difference that that' that needs to be articulated and I think that's that's an important part. I, I also think one of the things that, that we know is uh, the way we practice Christianity cannot help but be influenced by the culture that surrounds us. Uh, we cannot, it, it is impossible for me to to think of Christianity outside of a capitalist, Republic, Republican, uh, uh, Republic democracy. Uh, in other words, a representative democracy. That has been my life experience, my entire life, and not to recognize that that is influencing the way I practice Christianity is a mistake. I mean, I think about how Jesus overturned the tables of the really the entrepreneurs in the temple. That these are guys that are have who have figured out to give a good service at at a profit to people who were in need of, of something that that needed to have happen. Um, I love capitalism, but that's different than Christianity. Uh, let me. Uh, this is kind of the application question, Josh, which is how is being a Christian different than being a good American, different than being a good neighborhood member, and different than just being a good churchgoer?
1: I want to go back even to your your example here of um, Jesus overturning the tables because I think maybe this will even you know shed some light on what we're looking at in this question. So my understanding is that this practice that was going on, that the place where the uh, the 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 different entrepreneurs had set up their their tables was in the court of the Gentiles. Okay, mm-hmm. it was actually in the temple grounds. Uh, but in the outermost court where if you were a Gentile, so not a, a Jew by birth, um, you could go into that court of the temple to offer your worship to God. You could not go any closer. The next court in was the court of women. So Jewish women could go there. And then there was another court inside of that, the, the court of the Israelites where Jewish males could go. So here in the, in the courtyard, where the nations could come and worship Jehovah God. Here is the sound of animals, mm-hmm. the sound of commerce, and it has corrupted. And I, and I think that's why Jesus is as irate as he is, that this is in some way posing a barrier to those who would want to come and know the Lord. Mm-hmm. When we talk about being a Christian and how that's different than being an Amer- American or a good neighborhood member or even a, a good church goer. A lot of what we talk about when we talk about what it means to be a good American is okay, what is it that is best for us as a country? Mm-hmm. Same with my neighborhood, maybe even same with my my church, my local congregation. What is it that's best for us, right? A disciple is in reality outward focused. It is what is best, not just for me, what is best for the kingdom of God. And what is best for the kingdom of God is that more people come to know him. More people have their lives transformed by him. And so... I'm I like you, Kenny. Yeah, I don't I don't have the experience other than you know the the limited travel that both you and I have done. We have we have seen how disciples live their lives in other parts of the world. I but my my experience has been the same as your experience. But what I am very much trying trying to do and, and recognizing that, okay, my walk my my practice is in some ways you know influenced by the world in which i live i do not ever want my earthly citizenship the place where i live even the church that i attend to to somehow make me a barrier to others understanding the gospel and and if that ever does, then that means I've got to change some things. I've got I've got to reexamine some things in my life that I can you know hopefully, uh, not be that barrier. I don't know that I answered the question at all, uh, but that was some <laughs> thoughts that I had.
0: No, I I think that that does that, that is that is a an answer. I, I think the other thing that I would say is you need to. Paul would talk about where our citizen citizenship truly lies. And, and, and I think that, that we so identify with groups and we so identify with political parties and we so identify with social clubs and, and, and really when it comes to Christianity, it really is a change of character that, that there's, it's not that you're part of a group, but that you are living to, you are aspiring to an ideal. And I, I, I think You can aspire to ideals in a lot of different civic organizations. You can aspire to uh, an American ideal. But but one of the things that I would say, that the difference in Christianity, and I think it has to do with being a, a true disciple, is recognizing that you will always fall short and that these ideals, this character, should both change you when you conform to it. I mean, one of the things in the, in the United States, we have a very rugged individualism, that we will fight for our rights, that we, we have the ability to change things based on our vote, based on our voice. We, we, we basically have this idea of self-determination. And God has told us something that is quite contrary to that. I need you to take the parts of yourself that do not conform to who I am and kill it. Stop it. And I know you're going to have problems with that. You will always have problems with that. But as long as you're still trying to kill those parts of yourself that that are not coming into conformity, then I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. You're not perfect, but I have I've given you grace so that you so that we can be good. And I think that 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 idea of character transformation, which the next step in that, is a is is a relationship restoration, because we're good. You can live with me now. That's that's what's that's what's going to happen. Those promises cannot be replicated anywhere else. The best that the United States can do is to give you a nice place to live for a while, but they cannot help you past that. Do you see do you see the differentiation?
1: I I, I do, and you know, so many parallels have been made over the years between the Roman empire and, you know, the United States. Yeah. And I'm not getting into, okay, yeah, we're, you know, just as, you know, Rome's fall and, you know, our fall, you know, that's not what I'm getting into the same mindset to be a citizen of Rome was everything. Yeah. There was no greater protection on earth. There was no greater empire on earth. There was no greater. And so we have all the same kind of, of thinkings and it, you know, that's not something that we shouldn't thank God for. You right. know, we're, we're in our auditorium class right now. We're studying through Acts. Paul's Roman citizenship was a great benefit to him. Yeah. It rescued him out of some really problematic situations and allowed him to continue the work for the gospel. So I'm not ashamed of my citizenship. None of us, none of us should be. It it has its benefits. But the gospel and the kingdom of God came into the world at the time of what was then the greatest empire that had ever existed. Right. And it upended that. Right. And if we ever think that the kingdom of God and now what is the greatest empire on the face of the planet are somehow in line, no. No, no. The kingdom of God is supposed to upend that too. It's supposed to turn everything upside down.
0: That's exactly right. And one of the things, you didn't talk about this specifically, but it's what I was thinking while I was sitting in the pew, which was, I think there's a real danger in in, in sometimes putting the church and making the church an idol because it starts taking the place that God deserves. Do you see the difference there?
1: I do. That, that makes me think of what the Lord said to the church at Laodicea in those, those seven short little letters that begin revelation to the, the, the different churches. And the Lord quotes them and says in uh, Revelation 3, verse 17, you say, I am rich. I have prospered. I need nothing. I don't know anything about the church at Laodicea. That's one of the places that we never read about Paul going there. Right. We don't have an epistle to the Laodiceans. So there's just not a lot we know there. But if I were to surmise, here's what the Laodiceans are doing. They look at their their station in life. They look at their church and they say, we have arrived. We've got everything. And the Lord says, "You've you've made yourselves now the epitome of of Christianity and of following God. And in doing that, you've placed yourself where I should be. You're trusting in yourself, and you should be trusting in me. And so the Lord continued saying, you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. (laughs) We have commented on in the last few years, just how blessed at university we are. And we are,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we have been blessed with growth. We have been blessed with opportunities. We have been blessed with peace. We have been blessed with just, you know, any, any number uh, of things. But it wasn't that long before that, that we also were going through some, some fairly difficult times. Of course, there was COVID that, you know, hit everybody. And we had some situations even before that. And during those difficult times, we really looked to God and said, you know what? I don't know how we're getting through this, but we're going to have to trust in God. We're going to have to pray to God. We're going to have to you know, pray to God even more. The temptation when things are going well is sit back, pat yourself on the back. We're doing a great job. <laughs> and what God is saying is, you still need to be praying to me just as much as you were before. Right. You are still utterly dependent on me. Mm-hmm. So no matter how well things go, our focus has to make, remain on God. Our our dependency has to remain on God. We can't start looking around and saying, oh, yeah, this is going so well. If we just keep doing this, then everything's going to be great. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Satan can knock us down pretty easily.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I think the other thing is God has already told us, uh, you need help. And when we get to the point where we think we don't need any help anymore, we probably need to look, we probably need to examine ourselves again (laughs) because there's never a time when we don't need help. Is that, you see what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely do. Okay. All right. What are you going to be talking about next time, Josh?
1: So I'm. I, I had something, but I'm going to put it off um, a little while because I still want to do some more reading and, and studying on this. But what I think I am going to do is we we introduced our our theme about you know giving praise to God, and we talked about the theme a little bit whenever we had our singing night uh, here a couple of weeks back. But I want to go back to the Old Testament, um, and in particular, the first time that. God mentions his glory. It's not, actually not until we get to Exodus and it's in this whole um, contrast between him and Pharaoh. And I want to go back to that Exodus account and, and look at the glory of God in that account and even juxtapose that with Pharaoh and then the Israelites. And uh, I think maybe make some pretty valuable application to us today about what it, what does it mean To have a
0: God who is glorious. And what does that mean for us? Well, I tell you what, I think we'll have something to talk about with that. So, hope so. (laughs) That sounds good. I'll talk to you later then. All right, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get to know us more, you're welcome to watch a live stream service or join us in person at the University Church of Christ in Tampa, Florida. The sermon we referenced in this episode is in the show notes. We have all of our information at universitychurchofchrist.org. Until next time, God bless you in your walk with God.